today's episode is all about product images. How do you get high converting product images? If you set up a listing online or if you print a catalog offline or if you have any way of presenting your product, you do this with images. And your image is one of the most affecting points for conversions. So if you have a good image, you sell better, you sell more and you make more money. Today I was a little bit lazy, so I reached out to Theodore, and Theodore is a friend of mine and my go-to guy when it comes to product images. All the images that I do for my own brand's products or for our customers' products, I always go to Theodore. He's working for a service that is based here in Shenzhen that is um, doing images for all the big brands. So for all the big guys, they are the ones who are shooting the images. They have a great studio. They have really modern equipment. They have a lot of very talented people. I always love to go over and visit their office. And now I invited him to come on the podcast and talk a little bit of how do you create great converting images. Sourcing in China is easy peasy. I'm your host Niels and I show you how to source products the right way. You deserve to live in China without headaches, so keep listening. Um, Theodore is a guy who has all the experience and the company in the background to shoot all of those images. Welcome Theodore, how are you? Hi Niels, I'm good, how are you? Oh, very good. I'm very happy to have you on the show. It's my very first interview, so I'm a little bit excited. And uh, audience, please forgive me my nervousness. So, yeah. Hey, Theodore, I'm very happy to have you here. Please introduce yourself. Who are you? How do you come to China? And uh, what's your background? Okay, sure. Well, as you said, my name's Theodore. I'm, I'm based here in Shenzhen. I got here via London. So, back before I came to China, I was... Uh, working for a actually for an advertising agency, um, but that's not sort of my whole background. I've also worked for uh, PR agencies, specifically uh, fashion, but I've also worked in uh, e-commerce, and that's how I kind of ended up here in China working for eCargo, which is a uh, e-commerce uh, enabling company. So yeah, it was uh, actually just a, a, a random way I got here. I was about to move jobs and about to work for. Uh, an e-commerce agency in London and um, it was about a week before I was about to start and I was about to start and my new boss rang me and said hey Theodore I'm really sorry so yeah this is gonna be a bit of a sad story but I'm really sorry Theodore the client's fallen through and we haven't got a position for you so obviously I was devastated but um, he kindly uh, introduced me to a Scottish guy who was over in in the UK, in London, on business, and said, look, I think you should meet this guy. He's over here for two days before he flies back to Hong Kong and then on to Australia. So I went and met this guy, and uh, we had a quick interview, and he said, look, when can you be out here in in China? Um, and so, yeah, two weeks later, after what I thought was I was going to start a job for an e-commerce agency, I ended up moving out to China and uh, running the uh, e-commerce uh, studio that we have here for um, the company eCargo. So yeah, it was uh, quite a quite a change within two weeks from thinking I was going to be working in central London to working in Shenzhen, China. 
Wow, that's that's really, really quick and must have been crazy, especially to adjust. How did you experience China in, in the very first time when you when you just arrived? Because I think in the first, if you'd only have two weeks, there's very little time to prepare yourself or learn the language or do any of this stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, exactly. I, I mean, I naively, naively uh, thought that I would be, you know, well equipped for it because I'd actually worked uh, before in uh, Japan and Bangkok and I, I thought oh it's you know it's Asia it's 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 the same thing but you know uh, uh not, I think I was naive there and and you know when I came here you obviously realized that China is a unique a unique ecosystem in in terms of you know work and and culture and everything and it's and it's it is uh, uniquely different and um so yeah I had I had to sort of do a lot of learning quickly and sort of hit the ground running when it came to you know my first sort of uh, few months here was a little bit, bit of a shock but it was a it was a good shock and uh, I think you know definitely I'm sure you'd agree Neil when you start pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone that's where you kind of learn learn things very quickly I totally agree with you and I had the same experience I also got in here and I was also very naive I had more time to prepare though and I came I had around three months to prepare and I didn't do any of the preparation I was like okay I go everyone speaks <laughs> English and it's uh, it's all going to be fine. And then I ended up uh, living next to a factory and no one spoke English, not in the hotel, nowhere. And you really grow with that and you meet people and you have to kind of come around and that kind of pushes you. So I really agree with you on that point. You do, you grow and it's a really good experience. So now you are doing product images. I know that you, that eCargo, the company you're working for, that you are focusing on fashion a lot. So how is that? How is your your daily job? How is that? How does it your daily? How does your day look like in in eCargo? Okay, um, so yeah, just give you a quick introduction to, to eCargo, just to kind of expand upon what we do. So yeah, we're an e e-commerce um, sort of three sixty enabling company. So we do everything from e fulfillment, logistics, um, freight forwarding, pick and pack, uh, warehousing, store operations e-commerce website creation graphic design for the website pages customer service tmall jd store launching and then of course uh, finally what i do is uh, uh, what we call e-studio so we my day-to-day -day sort of looks like coming in uh, checking my inbox and you know looking at the latest um, new clients inquiries so whether they're looking to shoot new products so those may range from I don't know, like general general merchandise. So anything you might find in the house, a plant pot, to something electronical. Uh, we've even we even do adult toys, so sex toys as well. We've even had those those come in. So yeah, we we sh we shoot actually a variety of products. Um, I think in the beginning when I first arrived here, we were very much fashion focused, but now we've um, yeah in the sort of the three years I've been working out here, we've uh, widened our portfolio and we do. Everything from fashion to product photography as well. Our studio itself is is, is equipped um, to both do uh, model photography, uh, invisible mannequin, so that's for clothing and things like that. Flat lay photography, again, generally for clothing, but also um, product photography. So all those type of images you'll see on the brand sites in terms of, and also Amazon, where you'll see the straight on, you know, side angles above, things like that on a white background. So yeah, we I will I will come in on a day-to-day -day basis and check the emails, respond to new clients, keep 
um, existing clients updated on how their project is progressing. Um, we've also got a studio manager I work with that she she also manages more that more of the day-to-day stuff as well, ensuring that projects get get um, delivered on schedule. And then just the kind of day-to-day management of the project is just ensuring that you know that that every single project on 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 spec as to what the client wants. Um, it's really key when when working with photography is understanding what what the client wants, making sure they are, they're they're receiving you know the right angle and the right lighting, um, all their specifications are met. Because obviously with, with photography, you know the, the wording and of it is very subjective and quite can be quite a flowery and and making sure that people are comfortable working with the studio um, in China is 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 one of the things that we are always working on because it's it's something here that we've proven that it, it, it can work and often some people's fears are that oh you know they're in China there's going to be a lost in translation moment where you know I'm going to ask for 10 product images and you know it's going to be widely different to what I was looking for so that's kind of part of part of my role is just you know obviously keeping the clients happy and ensuring that the briefs are always followed saying that though um, I've got a great team here um, they're all bilingual, uh, so they all speak Chinese and English. So the actual chances of any of those horrible situations where any chance of miscommunication can happen is is really limited. And um, I think that's one of the one of the things that sets us apart from other studios in China. Uh, just one of them. But um, so yeah, that's kind of a bit of the day to day. But in, in terms of what the studio offers, again. I think you. I think as as a studio, we we stand alone in the market in terms of how we've invested in technology here. So we have some of the most advanced e-commerce photography machines. So we have these machines called Style Shoots, and they're specifically designed for product photography, um, invisible mannequin, and flat lay. And we're actually the only publicly usable, accessible studio in the whole of not just China but Asia that has both of these uh, machines. We're making a very quick break from the Easy Peasy Sourcing podcast because I want to personally invite you to join the Easy Peasy Sourcing community. The best way you can do that is on our Facebook page. Just head over to easypeasysourcing.com slash FB and you'll be redirected to the correct page. I'm very happy to see you there. I've got some bonuses. I've got some stuff waiting for you. Plus, you can communicate with the whole community. You can ask your questions inside the Facebook group, for example, and lots of people are going to be there to help you out, including me. Now that's it. Let's go back to the Easy Peasy Sourcing Podcast now. I totally agree on that. I was really, really impressed when I visited your studio. I love to come um, for all listening. You have to imagine it's it's a really big studio with, with super modern equipment in a, in a skyscraper in the middle of Shenzhen. So in, in, in Shenzhen's busiest business part. It's a really, really great location. You can come on there and see the whole city. It's really, really cool to be there. I agree on the equipment. is really, really professional. And I was very glad to find you. You spoke of the point that lots of people are fearing that if they order product images in China, that you have miscommunication, you have lack of quality. Also, me personally, I was really, really happy to find you and to work with you. And since then, I've never worked with anyone else on the product images. And when you spoke of all the other things that you guys are doing in, in e-cargo, not only in e-studio, think I want to have you back on um, some some other time. Let's focus on e 
studio for today and product images. So from your background, from your experience, could you maybe go over like the one-on-one on how do you create converting images and, and what should you keep care of when either you shoot images yourself or you have someone else shoot images? What should that look like? Um, yeah, I mean, of course, every person has their own idea as to how their product images should look. We, we don't try to obviously change that. We just try to advise what what we think's best. And often, obviously, what we think best is based on our experience of knowing what sells best. Now, you're always going to have, you know, your very creative images, and they're good for marketing purposes and, and maybe showing the product off in, in a certain location and things like that. They, they are useful, and they, and they always will be. But in, in terms of um, actual imagery that makes the customer, you know, part with their money and, and, and choose to purchase from you, we've found across all of our, all of our clients that we service, you know, we, we service many different international big brands from, from UK brands like Ted Baker to Australian brand like uh, Kmart Australia. When we service them, most of them, of course, they will have a certain way that they want to style their products and how they should look and the lighting and things like that. And that reflects their brand. But in terms of the actual delivered image, you'll find there's a quite a lot of similarity. And it's, it's something you see across Tmall images, across images on Amazon or their own brand site. They will have their own feel, but things like the, the, the background color, the white background color, that may change slightly, maybe so for, for a fashion brand, they may slightly choose a, a slightly off-white gray and maybe for a more clinical product, obviously they wouldn't want to use that and they would obviously want to use a very plain white background. So the background colors can change depending on the product category. But we would always recommend, yeah, for your product photography, for your detailed photography, for anything packaging like that, the best way to show it off is, of course, you know, with a, a nice clean background and then cut out. Now you can you you can as as a as a brand person you, you can decide on small. Maybe you want a shadow underneath the product. Maybe you don't. Maybe you want a reflection. Things like that. They can all help convey a certain look. But the most important thing is developing that at the beginning, so that as you build your maybe you're start just starting out and you're building your product range, that going forward every time you add more additional products um, or you shoot a new batch that there's consistency so that when people click view all on your website, for example, there's not different lighting across all these different products. There's not, um, some have shadow, some don't, some have refle- reflection, things like that. It's trying to work with that um, and confirm that at the beginning because you're going to save, you save yourself a lot of money going forward because obviously some, some people, they'll, they'll do that and they'll use different studios or they'll do it themselves and things like that and they won't have a, a true idea of what they're looking for. So it's always best to kind of practice and maybe work out what you think is best. I mean, we do that with some new clients as well, uh, Niels. We, we often, if they're not sure, you know, we'll do a test image for them and say, look, here's one with a, a slightly off background color or here's one with a shadow, here's one with a reflection. And we'll work with them to see what they think best, you know, suits their brand. And, and then that's, once that's all confirmed, then we go ahead and start shooting like the whole batch they've sent us. So I, I think... Knowing what you want, you know, before you start 
off doing all the photography is key because you'll save yourself a lot of time and money because often we get we do get some people coming back to us and say look i've got these 20 products they're all shot at different times and i'm not really happy with where they look because you know this this studio did it this way i've done it this way and things like that so i think having some sort of branding idea of how you want the images to look is is really key because when you have it on a website and you click view all and you see that consistency across the whole site, it just looks so much more professional, you know, and and I think in, and that helps, you know, build uh, consumer trust as well. Great. I think that's, that's lots of insight you give here and that's great. And I think people can learn a lot from that. Would you go over for me on the process? What happened? Like I place an order at your company. What happens internally? I'm always interested how, how do things run internally? Internally, if we, you know, if we receive um, an email from you saying, you know, I've got a batch of, I don't know, um, let's say 10, I've got an iPad in front of me now, so 10 iPad cases, yeah? So you say you've got, you've got 10 iPad cases. We then ask you for a packing list. We'd get a packing list saying this is what we're going to receive. If it's the first time we'd work with you, uh, and like I said, if you weren't sure, if you come to us and said, you know, we're not really sure, the first thing we'd say was, can you give us some reference images? Is there anything out there that you like the look of? Mm-hmm. Um, we would then have a look at those reference images. When your products arrive, we'd do a quick test shoot. The test shoot, we would confirm with you some of the angles and things like that, you know, showing the different features. Um, the, only, the, the only thing I was going to add to this, Niels, was that obviously depending on where you're looking to sell your product, you may want more images or less. You know this, Niels, but maybe some of your listeners don't. But obviously for the China market, you know, there's you, you need a lot more imagery. That Amazon you have, I think, 10 images. And China is, is crazy. You have, you, you're scrolling until your mouse breaks. It's, it's crazy how many images they use on their listings, on, on Taobao, on JD, Tmall, all of these platforms. And... It also, I think, gives a good point. It makes it very clear how important images are for conversa- for, for conversions. So no one wants to read. Everyone just looks at the image and want to see all the details. And I think that's that's where you guys come in. And um, cool. Um, go on. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely. I mean, so, and again, just to say that, I mean, that's why a lot of people come to us. Is sometimes they will have the kind of, us the uk australian or the european market imagery and then if they start selling it to china then they'll need us to kind of suddenly produce all the other imagery that you'll see like you said on the long on the long long pages that you see on Tmall. but yeah anyway uh, going back to the process so once we we'd done some test shoots for you we'd send you some unretouched images um, just to see if you're happy with the angles and the features we'd selected and then after you'd confirm which ones you'd like, we would then start the full batch of, of products for you. And then once we had done that, we'd send you some retouched images to review and confirm that you're happy with. I would say, obviously, yeah, just before that, we would again work with you just to confirm, like I said before, you know, do you want shadows? Do you want reflections? Do you want it all just cut out? No shadow, no reflection. You know, Do you want a JPG, PNG? All those type of different questions that uh, are boring, but critical to you know how we deliver the images to you so yeah that's kind of a part of the process and then obviously once everything's uh, been photographed 
yeah, the image editing is all being done. Um, and just to say also, all the um, all the image editing it's done here, all you use state-of-the-art um, IAC 5K things. So just as any any other studio you would see around the world, it's all, like you said, um, high-tech standard industry equipment. And once all the image editing has been done, send the PDF to the client. They would review it. If they're happy with it, we sign off on it. And the images are then delivered to the client via however they would like, whether that's a WeTransfer link, a Dropbox, or an FTP upload, whatever they'd like. You know, we can arrange delivery. So, yeah, that's that's kind of how the process works. You know, we've the studio split up into kind of three teams in, in terms of uh, photographers, image editors, and then there's kind of the uh, sample administrators and studio stylists. So we all work together to you know, bring that product through the whole process of the studio until we then deliver the images to the client. Okay, that sounds very, very professional. And Cyril, honestly, when you first told me about that process you're going through and all the stuff that you're doing, I was I was afraid I'm spending a fortune on, on the images I'm getting. I know it worth it to, to spend a lot of money on images if they're well-made because it's really a big factor for conversions. Um, however, I, after the, you, you said that, I was, I was you know, thinking maybe I'll do it next month because I got to get one or two more customers first to do that. Um, mm. Please speak about your costs. What, what are you charging? Okay. Um, yeah. So in terms of costs, um, obviously these are all based on our sort of standard um, imagery that we produce. If a client, you know, does want to send us some reference images and they, you know, want to go beyond that standard package, then of course we can talk with them about developing a, a new rate for them. But our standard rates based on our, on our e-commerce photography that we, we provide to all our clients, it starts off at, so detailed photography. So detail, um, that's what we talk about is when we do a close-up of a particular feature on a product, whether it's the material you know, of, of a, a leather bag or the logo, branding logo, or even just um, a headphone uh, port on a, a MP3 player. So those type of things, it can vary for anything. The key, <clears throat> excuse me, the key thing about the detailed photography, it's a separate photo. It's not a crop you know it's not a photo of the whole product and then zoomed in and cropped this is a separate photo you know taken by a different lens different camera different lighting and then retouched some people you may find that you know they will take a product photo and then offer you a, a crop a zoomed in version of that and you'll lose quality of shot and it won't be necessarily the best angle for it so all with our detailed photos they're all individual photographs taken separately they're no they're not crop-ins of of the product photography so yeah and then the other kind of main category we do is product photography so that's when you can see the whole product in shot mm -hmm. so if you're taking a photo of a, a bluetooth speaker uh, maybe you want the front the side the back the back one obviously would be showing all the different ports other features maybe you want to show the with the bluetooth product um You know, with, if it has lighting on the speakers, with the lights on, you know, flashing and not, those would all be sort of different product photography. Um, and that's at $15. So the details, 10, 10 US dollars, product is 15. And then the final one is packaging, which is 18. So packaging essentially is, yeah, packaging the product. So whether it's the, the printed material on the outside, again, just showcasing the consumer exactly what they're going to be receiving in the post and uh, things like that. So those are our, <clears throat> those are our three different kind of main product categories we do. Of course we do it for, you know, other things like invisible mannequin, 
and model photography that they can of course you know they can contact uh, us and we can give them the rates for those because they're obviously a bit more individual cool that sounds actually uh, again there i was surprised when you mentioned that after i heard all the process of what you guys are going through to create these images and how, how you're set up and how the studio is is set up with all the high-tech equipment and with all the talent and people i met i was amazed for for how affordable that is so i know or before i've i've shot pictures in in europe at a photographer in germany and mm. they were way beyond that pricing and the quality wasn't as good so um i think it's awesome if if anyone didn't get that the prices are inclusive retouch so that means you yeah, are touching the the you, you you cut out the product and you what else do you do i mean <laughs> you are in so yeah so, so so yeah just to explain the yeah it's we will get the we will photograph the images um depending on what it is so if it's for instance if it is clothing uh we obviously we get the samples we steam them and then we style them we take the photographs and then we retouch them and again if it's products we We get the product, we, we unpackage it. All our team as well, they all wear Lycra non-static gloves as well. So again, that helps reduce any finger marks. Again, when we when we take the product photography, we take the photo, and then the image editors will begin uh, removing any marks, scratches, imperfections, dust, things like that, making the product look its best. And again, depending on whether you want a shadow reflection, things like that, they'll do that. And again, cutting out. The only final last check we do is always color correction. I say color correction is that we make sure that the product is that you that we're retouching that we see on our screen is as like as like to the real product itself as possible mm. okay so yeah um for the retouching what will happen is after all the products have been photographed um and uh, styled by our stylist and sample administrators the products that then product images will then go to our image editors they will begin removing any imperfections. So whether those imperfections are slight discolorations, you know, just through they've been missed by the quality control of the factory or marks, scratches, dust, anything like that, that will all be removed. They will cut out the image and put it onto a nice clean background. So whether that's, a, like I said a, earlier, a slightly off gray or, or white, Or, or whatever the, the client's uh, specifications are, they'll put it onto a nice clean background. Um, and then finally, they'll do the color correction. Uh, so the color correction is really important, especially with fashion, but still across other product uh, ranges as well, even if you're buying, like I said, a, a blue iPad case. The color correction is, is key, really, because we make sure that when we've got the product here in front of us, that the color um, and the, uh, that we're retouching on screen matches the actual product we have in our hands. We do that because obviously for any of our clients, returns can often be a cost. So to, to minimize returns, it's really key to make sure that the color the customer sees on screen is as close to the real product themselves. Of course, you know, the, the, the color is going to vary slightly depending on what screen you view it on. But we try our very best to make sure that the imagery that we produce is as lifelike to the product as possible. Because obviously, uh, keeping returns down is is also a, yeah, a good way of keeping costs down, and and on other platforms as well. If you get high returns, you know it can affect your rating as well. So that's kind of one of the key things that we do, and it's standard for all our, all our images that we produce. Perfect, great, uh, Ciro. I think that's that's pretty much rounded up all the things you do, and I think it's beautiful 
the the pricing is for me still a little bit of crazy because i'm not not exactly sure how you guys making money but it, it works out for you and it works of course it works out for all of your customers <laughs> and i'm yeah. more than than happy and satisfied and that's the reason why i got you on here and i'm seeing a lot of people can profit from that and you know get more sales on their platforms whether it's amazon or whether it's their own shop and i think it's very easy to get them in china if you're located here i think it's it's a perfect match to just ask your supplier to send a sample over it's it's really cool absolutely perfect so if any of the listeners wants to contact you or wants to come back to you and and actually place an order how does that work how can people find you so if they'd like they can email me um, at estudio that's e-s-t-u-d-i-o at e-cargo so that's at e-c-a-r-g-o dot com so estudio at e-cargo dot com um, if they can email there any questions or anything like that there um, I'd happily uh, respond to them the uh, website also is www.ecargo.com so that's ecargo e-c-a-r-g-o dot com Perfect. I'll also link that. I put it. I put all your links in the show notes. And for everyone who just want to remember it, um, you can head over to easypeasysourcing.com/pictures, and then you're also redirected to eCargo. Zero. Yeah. I thank you very much. Is there anything we should uh, we, we missed or we should uh, talk about? We should include into this episode. I, th- I think there was one last thing we mentioned that um, if they mention Easy Peasy uh, Sourcing in their email to me that we can offer them an introductory one-off uh, 10% discount. Oh, yeah, perfect. That's great. I almost forgot <laughs> on that. The, the whole value for, for the customers besides the value that you have given here and besides the value that you are creating by doing these great images. Um, anyone who mentions this podcast gets a 10% discount. I also link everything in the show notes. I put it in there. Theodore, I thank you very, very much for joining and I wish you a great further time in china i'm probably going to meet you soon a person again and i thank you very very much for your time and your efforts and all of the value you are creating thank you okay thanks very much thanks for having me wow what a great interview i thank every one of you for listening head over to itunes go to easypeasysourcing.com slash itunes and you'll be redirected to my itunes page Leave me a review and let me know what you think of the podcast. I'm really excited to have you on again and I wish you a great day. Cheers.